0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Brothers for Adversity. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. Um, Just us two today. Yeah. Um, I'm super stoked about this one, and I really hope we don't blow it. <laughs> I, no, I really don't hope no. we don't blow it because I think this is, like, such a good topic. Uh, um, first, well, Sam, do you want to read the yeah. summary?
1: Uh, podcast summary. In a world with increasing confusion, division, and distraction... It is no wonder that struggles with anxiety, depression, addiction, and feelings of inadequacy are running rampant. While our challenges are unique, feelings of hopelessness, shame, and isolation are not. This podcast aims to bring insight and <laughs> wait, hope. Wait,
0: back up, back up a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was saying back up, but you're getting closer. Well, you were going
1: late. Li- okay.
0: <laughs> scrap it. <laughs> no, 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 don't scrap it. Just keep finishing. They already heard it a million times. <laughs> right, okay, go for it. While well, feelings of hopelessness...
1: While, feelings, while our challenges are unique, feelings of hopelessness, shame, and isolation are not. This podcast aims to bring insight and hope to those who feel alone and helpless. The fight ahead of us can often seem overwhelming, overwhelming. but brothers and sisters are born for adversity, and anything is possible through the power of Jesus Christ. Boom. Sorry about that. I'm trying to read this and read Tommy's hand signal <laughs> the time.
0: I was trying to tell the back away from the microphone because he's getting a little loud but then he started getting closer and getting louder. (laughs) I was like, oh no. (laughs) Anyway. um, uh, one oh yeah. One other thing I would say is, um, guys, if you would rate our podcast and give it a review, that would help us a ton. To get out
1: to more people.
0: Yeah. So if you're bored and you have nothing else to do.
1: (laughs) We'd appreciate it. Yeah, we
0: would appreciate it. So um, anyway, so this is the topic, and we kind of put this together uh, last second, so hopefully it makes sense, but the the topic is why the gospel, I guess the gospel of Jesus Christ is better than you think it is, and what I mean by that is, I think growing up, the gospel was just such a burden, like it was just such a, like, hassle, and it just felt like...
1: Something we did because mom said, like in our really young yeah. age, I mean, I know, obviously like anyone else. But
0: And I, well, I guess I always felt like, okay, and I may have said this in another podcast, but I feel like, like the prophet actually finds joy in following the commandments. And, and I mean, not following the commandments, actually finds joy in like the gospel and maybe a few other apostles, but everyone else is just doing it because they're trying to do the right thing, which isn't bad. But I guess I just felt like there was no like actual happiness and like good things,
1: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, benefit.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think that when we think of it like that, who would want to live the gospel, you know? Yeah. Like if there's not exactly. actual like benefits for our lives and utility, um, and there is. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, so one of the first things, though, that we were talking about as we were
1: preparing this was how like the idea that misunderstanding the gospel can be a real weight and, like, disadvantage in your life. Right? right, totally. Like, how that can be, like, a harm to you, right? If you think that's, like, the bottom, the middle is, like, not knowing anything about the gospel. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, can, can I, this, can can I jump in there? Yeah, go yeah. for it, go for it. So,
0: I think, like, um, not knowing about the gospel is hard, right? Yeah. Because you don't know about all the blessings and the peace and the hope that come. It's really hard. But misunderstanding the gospel is torture. I really think that. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people who end up misunderstanding the gospel, the church, leave. Because why wouldn't you? If you misunderstand it, it's very painful. It's a weight. It makes you feel guilty. It is like So I guess I would say that I misunderstood the gospel a lot in my life. I'm sure you did yeah, too. For sure. And we'll talk about a few things that you could that are easy to misunderstand.
1: On the flip side of that though, as you grow your understanding of the gospel, you realize this the amount of Joy you can feel like even through right. hard times and how you can live a happy joyful life and still live the teachings of Jesus Christ and have a relationship with Him and
0: and it lifts you right yeah so misunderstanding drags S-sings you down you, yeah and and understanding and coming to know Jesus Christ lift you so if you're feeling lifted or if you're feeling dragged down. You probably don't understand the gospel. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, you don't understand the gospel, but you're probably looking at it wrong. Yeah. Because that's not the point of it. I think so
1: many people have similar experiences to us, Tommy. I really do. I think a lot of people misunderstand the gospel and it's super painful and it's painful to the point where you avoid it. They really either, they avoid it and then that gets even more painful because now you misunderstand the gospel and you're like running from it, but I don't know but it gets to the point where they're like, okay, I need to do something about this. And that's when they start applying and researching and starting to realize their misconceptions. And I think at least a couple of people I know, like it's just shot them out of the darkness and I yeah. mean, life's still hard, but right. they're, they're on to bigger and better things and they're starting to become happy in their suffering and not happy in their suffering, but
0: yeah, safe. There's purpose. Confident. In, yeah.
1: yeah. Confident in their sufferings.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Yeah, I guess, so I guess, uh, let's talk about, we're going to talk about a few things, I guess two things, that we really misunderstood, that messed us up a lot, and oh my gosh, like the weight of it was exhausting. Unbearable, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll go first. This is kind of something that really gave me a hard time as I, you know, growing up. I, I felt like the gospel, this was the misunderstanding, I felt like the gospel... Um, didn't have much utility. It didn't have much like purpose in our lives. The point of the gospel was to avoid hell. Yeah. Like we basically take on this burden of the gospel and we sacrifice everything that we would ever want in our lives. And maybe if we're good enough, we don't have to go to hell. <laughs> and maybe the second life's better. But there's nothing in this life that would actually make us feel joyful and happy. Maybe like we can feel good about knowing that we're going to go to heaven and that's like peaceful i guess but like there's no other factors of like joy and happiness i'm going to
1: suffer through this life following all these rules and then in the next life maybe i can enjoy my time right and, and i'll be happy because i know that but I I, punched my
0: ticket i punched
1: my ticket to heaven and so i'm, I'm right. gonna be all right yeah
0: and like imagine well i mean i don't even have to imagine but like it's so easy to understand why people are like so afraid of the gospel especially, like, young kids, like, I don't, what if they have, like, dreams of, like, they want to, like, I mean, to list some of my own, like, I want to be, like, wealthy, or I want wanted to more, but I still do, but I want to be wealthy, and I want, um, you know, I want to have, like, an awesome company and career where I feel fulfilled, and I'm, I'm working, and yeah, and I, and I have, you know, and also, and I'm still able to have fun, like, when when I thought the gospel was, like, oh, you have to give up all fun, there's something that very interesting, was very changing for me. Um, I just realized we didn't do the pen click, which is unfortunate.
1: Better late than ever. All right, yeah, you're ready.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know why I just thought it, it really that. is natural. Can but, um, where was I? Um,
1: something that you thought of, or something, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, something that my bishop said, yeah, that was so profound for me. And this was like the first time I've ever thought it. He, He said, he was giving like a, a talk or a message to our ward. And he said, you can have all of your righteous desires, all of them. Like you can have financial success. You can have
1: fun. friends and, and, fun. and fun.
0: Like you can do all these things. And I guess the, the point is that the, the gospel doesn't stop you from getting what you want like you don't have to sacrifice everything you want. There are sacrifices, but it allows you to become who you need to be in this life to achieve all of your righteous desires and for that to be able to continue in eternity. Yeah, Yeah. because I don't think there's money in heaven. I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But like if we spend, so as long as we, when we achieve money, we're growing and becoming like Christ, then great.
1: And I think I think God is more willing to help us out along, like, yeah. with money, like especially money. Like, I think if you're humble and trying to become closer to Christ, like He's going to bless you like beyond measure, right?
0: Like, right. That's... and for some reason, I mean, we hear stories of, and who knows? Maybe there is a sacrifice that needs to be made where you know, y- there are certain sacrifices. I'm not saying that you'll get everything that you want, but you can. Yeah, and and I think that. The gospel is more likely to give you worldly things than take them away, as long as you are faithfully turning to Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: and that's not saying the script, That's not saying that. Yeah, like that's not diminishing the the power, like the difficulty of actual sacrifices that are required, because there are yeah certain sacrifices. Sure. I mean, you think of like different
0: situations, but I think that's a hundred percent true. What you're there's a there's a scripture, and I don't know what it says, but it talks about like the fruit becoming sweet to you. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've heard that before. I'm not sure where it's from or the context, but like I felt that in my life is like the gospel. Once I, the more I understand it, is like so exciting to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I never would have thought that. Yeah. So I guess I would say, yeah, the gospel has incredible utility. It blesses your life, not just in a spiritual sense. You're not just like, oh, well, now I know God better, and that's my only blessing. That's the greatest blessing, but there's so much more that comes. And I can promise that. I I can promise that to everyone. So Yeah. That's awesome, Tom. Yeah.
1: Um so I guess we'll get into to something that I think second misconception. Second misconception and one that was big in my life. Um in both of our lives. In both of our lives, yeah. But like that I, I thought I've been thinking about a lot recently. Okay. Um our church has a lot of standards, right? And this kind of ties into, like, sacrifices a little bit, I guess. But the perfect church is going to have really high standards. Um, and I always imagine, like, this big wall of standards that if I want to, like, be good, I had to get up and over. And um, I think that that was, like, hard for me mm-hmm. because I, I saw that I wasn't like, getting over this. And... I would just give up, right? Because I'm 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 not living up to that, and I'd feel shame and I'd feel guilt. Mm-hmm. And I look over at everyone else who's living their social media life, and they're all like living these standards, and I'm not. So I have to either fake it, or, or I have to fake it and I have to feel like miserable about it mm-hmm. and hate like myself for that.
0: And because of these standards, you feel guilty. Yeah, like the church is making you feel. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people think is the church is making them feel guilty. Yeah,
1: yeah, and. The big change in my life was when I realized that, and it was some talk or something someone said, and the spirit said to me. But that's not the point. The standards are there because it's what we're like reaching for. No one, no one is living perfect standards. Up to those standards, no one is. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's like, I mean, I think like yeah, our prophet and like the general authorities are. They're really close, I'd assume. <laughs> they're close. <laughs> they're close. But I don't. I don't think anyone is. And when I understood that, I was like, okay, well, how is that okay? And then I started to get a better appreciation for the atonement, right? The whole, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to live these standards, but it's not the end of the world because I have the atonement here. And that's the whole point is I'm going to try and I'm going to fail. And that's failing to reach those standards is more helpful than being completely perfect
0: because that's satan's plan right something you just said about something about the way you just said that made me think this the standards are not rules they're goals yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like it's not that they're there to tear us down when we fail they're to give us something to reach for
1: yeah that's awesome
0: and i mean if we can look at them as like goals like i hope that someday i can do this faithfully that's what we should feel when we fail. Like, I'm going to keep trying. Like, Jesus Christ is going to help me. And not, I blew it.
1: Yeah, not I blew it, but more like, oh man, I'm going to really love it when I finally get this down. Yeah, I, like, I
0: just want this. And it's something that's going to bless my yeah. life. That's such a good, I mean, you, you basically said that. I put into words, but you, no, that was well. you, you articulated it in a way that made me realize, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, and I think that, I think that, like... That gives you grace, and I'm not saying don't try to be live up to those standards. I think they're there for a, yeah, as a goal to reach for. Right. Um, but have grace and understand that like with yourself, and understand that like the atonement is here, and we're probably never gonna be perfect followers of Christ until far into the next life. Right. And so understand the process, and I, that mindset shift for me did wonders because then i didn't have to be perfect anymore right and i'm like oh and
0: and then when you mess up you don't you don't take it upon yourself to tear yourself down you know you're not like it's one thing you feel bad when you mess up but i promise you'll find a way to make it worse if you you know you find a way to make yourself suffer more because you're like i suck no like the the act of messing up doesn't hurt you as bad as you bullying yourself Yeah. after. Yeah. Cause, I mean, and if you really have faith in Jesus Christ, then there's no reason to f- kill yourself. I mean, you have to have some, you know, godly sorrow, which is like, I'm so grateful Faithful. for what you've done for me. Yeah. But not like, I'm a loser.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think about it, Christ already suffered for our sins. It's in the past. Right. Like, it, as soon as you mess up, like, and as soon as you recognize you've messed up and want to do better, it's in the past. You don't have to think about it again. And I think that was my thing is, I was just sitting here, bundling up all these things that I've messed up, staring at this massive wall of standards I was never going to get over. And as soon as I realized no one was getting over it, there's a little—I don't know—like no one's getting over that right. wall. It's not a wall. It's, there's no wall. <laughs>
0: it's going to take an eternity.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. It is. People are climbing and climbing, but it's like I don't know. It was so, so huge because then I could. Did let you go with those things?
0: Did you ever feel like you had to beat your beat Jesus Christ to to like? chastening you like did you ever feel like you had to be mad at yourself before christ was mad at you like i always felt like i want to make sure that christ knows that yeah i'm ticked off at myself so he's not so he can't be ticked off at me first
1: well maybe not like that but i always thought like no no i i think i I did the same thing just i didn't think like first i was just like okay i messed up especially when i was first trying to understand like really trying to understand this was like okay i messed up so now i really got to like, get mad at myself, so it means something. Christ That's knows it. it means something to him. That's
0: exactly what I and
1: thought. I think it took, <laughs> I mean, I I talked to my bishop about a lot of things, and a lot of times he'd be like, dude, you're fine. You're fine. It's in the past. You're good. Like,
0: let's move on. Yeah. And you're like, but... Like, why are you still talking about it? Right. And you're like, well, if I don't feel bad, then, like, God's not going to help me. Like, if I don't, like, beat myself up, then he's not going to realize that, like, we, we misinterpret what godly sorrow means. Yeah.
1: It's like, a- acknowledge you made a mistake.
0: And be, I think it's Use more, it to,
1: like, remember remember it only to the point where it's like, this is something I don't want to do again.
0: Right. And then after that, it's- And I think that, like, what godly sorrow has come to mean to me and what's been so beneficial to my life, like, now I look at godly sorrow as, like, intense gratitude mm-hmm. that I don't have to suffer these. Like, I, he paid for this. Like, it's more like a, like, dang, that sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I messed up. But, like, thank you. Yeah. Rather than like beating myself up.
1: Yeah. And I think I think there is a line though too as well where it's like yes, like have grace, but don't don't think you don't need to
0: Right. Repent. You know that balance. Yeah, it is a a balance. I mean you yeah, you can't be like I'm not saying justify all your sins and
1: all your shortcomings. Yeah, some people try your best, use the atonement and then once you have humbly and faithfully used the atonement. Right. Forget about there's it. There's a drop line it. there. Yeah, there's Satan
0: lives in the extremes, right? Exactly. And and I but I think the majority of people that are striving or want to be better, yeah. it's more the other one. More more too hard on those. Okay, things. well let's move on. Um because we have Yes. So Sam thought of this incredible analogy. I love it. Well let's we'll um, see how incredible it is. But. Well we'll see how well we'll see how what well you say it, but it yeah. is incredible. <laughs> oh boy. Um and this is just go for it. You you, you tell them
1: what what it is. Okay, I guess Tommy and I are having a conversation about uh, like grace, right? And um, how oftentimes without Christ's atonement. Okay, let's see how I want to say this. Oh boy, the pressure's building up now. <laughs> um, but without Christ's atonement, I, I I I grew up playing piano, right? So piano's a big thing for me. I'm sure anyone who does anything in the public space, like. Athlete, like athletes and like anyone
0: well see let's let's do this let's yeah. frame it like this so there's one way of if you compare your life to piano yes the way that there's that? one way of looking at it and got you, <laughs> well, I, got got that you. I got out. you
1: okay if we compare our life to playing the piano and you misunderstand the gospel this is how it may feel um, uh, you're in a massive room full of all the people you love and respect your fam- family and friends um and You get You have to go play a piano in front of them on a massive piano And you have to play a song you've never learned before and they're expecting you to play it perfect And you have to sit down and play it and through the mistakes and All these eyes are on you and they're focusing on you Now I had a similar experience to this in real life. I was a uh, practicing the organ, so pretty much the piano, and I had a massive concert I was doing in front of my teacher and all of my other teacher students who I respected. My parents were there. Um, And I'm not sure how much you guys know about the organ, but you make a mistake, and it's blaring. It's as loud as every other note. And I remember this feeling, not feeling prepared, going up and butchering, butchering my piece. And it's loud, and it's ugly, and... Everyone knows you made a mistake. You can know nothing about the organ, but you know that I did not play that piece well. Mm. And I remember that feeling walking off the stage. I was like, I hate this. I hate myself. I am never touching an organ again. And what'd you do? I stopped playing the organ. Exactly. I didn't have another lesson after that. I was like, I'm done. I quit. Now let's 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 put that back into. So if that's if, that's, mis- terms, if yes. that's
0: misunderstanding the the gospel. And that's how it feels when you play the piano, if you misunderstand the gospel, it's like playing the piano in front of everyone that you know, and the pressure's on, and you better perform yeah, and if you don't, there's no going back yeah and and I think that's what why when we misunderstand it and we screw it up we're done we quit we quit it's over and then and then yeah, yeah, okay, so how is it if we if we understand the gospel in in practicing the piano
1: well, I think the opposite of that is I think of sitting in my piano teacher's house on her piano, practicing, making mistakes, and my loving teacher saying, no, no, that was a little bit wrong. Let's go back and let's practice that again. And I can mess up as many times until I get it right. And she's going to say, hey, no, that's all right. Maybe try doing this a little different. Maybe try doing this a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes time, Sam. Yeah, it, it takes time. Sam. it's all right. Like, Be patient. This is a hard piece. This is a big one. Like, You're going to get through this. I I know you will. And there's no pressure. There's no pressure. I'm trying, obviously, because my teacher is there for me and I respect her to do what's right. But if I make a mistake, I'm not going to feel like I've let anyone down. I'm not going to feel like I'm an awful person for it. And that's so
0: applicable to, I think. And there's no point when you mess up a certain time that your parent is just like, all right, bro, you're trash. I'm out of here. You know, like it never happens. You're never going to get reprimanded for practicing. Your your teacher will never get to a point where you're like, she, you're messing up so many times and she's so frustrated that she's like, all right, you're hopeless. Like she, that doesn't happen. And I think that's when Sam told me this, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't deliver it super well, but focus on the feelings. No. Yeah. When Sam told me this, I thought about the feeling that would come from trying to learn a piece alone with all this pressure and all eyes on you and you just want to do good and you're trying your best good intentions but you fail and you're like i'm never doing this again i give up that's exactly what happened to me i give up and that's exactly how i can imagine myself being if i had to do that it's incredible pressure it's a burden the eyes watching on you and, and misunderstanding that the gospel is just like that. You can't grow. It's not comforting. It tears you down. Mistake after mistake right. in front of all these eyes. Yeah, That's how it feels when you misunderstand the gospel versus when you understand the gospel and you just are so confident that it doesn't matter what I do. Your teacher there is saying, I know you're going to get this eventually. And I won't give up on you. Yeah. Like you, and, and she has this great perspective. And then you get to the point after failing so many times and she's just so loving that she's like, you're like, you're just confident. She's not going anywhere. I got this. It's going to be totally fine. And I love that example, Sam, when you shared that to me, I was like, that's exactly how it feels. Yeah. When you misunderstand the gospel, it feels terrible and hopeless and you want to give up. And when you understand it, there's no greater peace that comes into your life, confidence yeah and confidence and I just love that you thought of that and i'm like i I know that was inspired by the spirit that you that you had that that analogy come to your mind it's it's so brilliant um Spirit, yeah. The Spirit is brilliant. Not me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I would never give you a credit for coming up I with know, something that yeah, great. Have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but... No, it just shows that you're, you're really trying and you're really in tune with the Spirit. So, um, yeah. Well, guys, um challenge you to remember...
1: Um, I challenge you to try to understand the Spirit... I mean not the spirit, the gospel this week. Challenge your 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 misconceptions about the gospel. Yeah, challenge your misconceptions. Satan's going to use those m- misconceptions against you. Oh, totally. He's going to try to turn the gospel against the gospel.
0: Don't let it happen.
1: Yeah. Just give him a nice uppercut right to the chin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> As Mitchell would say. Yeah, Mitchell would say that. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, if you felt that before, and you know, you know, kind of what we're talking about, I promise there's another side to it. There's another side to the pressure and the weight. So. Um we love you guys. Um is there anything else? Have a great week. Kiss and love. All right. Why does it?